I do recognize the bodies in the water. What did you say? Cho asks from his monitoring station five feet to my right. I look away from my screen, glancing at Cho. I said, I do not recognize the bodies in the water. Cho studies me for a long moment, his face suddenly looking bloated and dead and waterlogged. Bodies in the water. I shut my eyes and shake my head. When I open them again, he's back to normal, and he's still looking at me. You okay, man? He asks. When was the last time you had an exposure rating done? I just had one, I tell him. Two weeks ago. He purses his lips. You going to report me? I say. Go for it. I could use a break. Cho shakes his head, then looks me in the eye and says, I do not recognize the bodies in the water. I do not recognize the bodies in the water, I repeat. We both turn back to our respective stations. The drones that fly over the lake are, for the most part, automated. They fly predetermined paths, doing laps over the water. It's only when they need to land for recharging or maintenance that we take control of them. The drone that I'm monitoring is over smooth, still water. No bodies in the water. In fact, it's so smooth and still that I can see the camera drone's reflection in it, like it's a mirror. There are other cameras, stationary ones, that are placed around the lake. These cameras aren't pointed toward the water though. The bodies in the water. That means the foundation staff members with the lower cognitive resistance value can monitor them, looking for anything strange or for any wandering hiker getting close to the shoreline. There are constant patrols around the lake, further out from the perimeter of cameras, but with budget cuts and bureaucratic groupthink and hundreds of other SCPs that seem to pose more of a threat to humanity's existence than this one, we have fewer people patrolling than we actually need. That's the nature of any bureaucracy, I guess. Finite resources to address infinite needs. My drone moves slowly over a body in the water. It's a child's body, a boy. He's floating face up in the water, his skin rubbery and blue-green and swollen. I lean toward my screen, telling myself I don't recognize the bodies in the water, but there's something about the boy. He blinks, causing me to jerk back from the monitor. Suddenly, the screen is full to its borders with bodies in the water, dozens of them, and they all have faces that I, I don't recognize the bodies in the water, I shout, standing up from the station. Okay, man, Cho says, standing up slowly from his seat and holding a hand out like I'm a dangerous animal. I have no choice but to report this, you know that. Shit, I say, breathless and looking at the screen. There are no bodies in the water. Bodies, you recognize them? Yeah, there's something up with me, I say. I'm removing myself from the monitoring trailer at 0714 hours. Without waiting for Cho to reply, I turn and take two steps over to the door. I step outside into a chilly and foggy morning. The small trailer is located in the center of a wide dirt clearing. In the distance, pine trees stand in the fog like giants trying to hide. There's a path ahead of me that leads to the low concrete facility dedicated to this SCP. About a hundred yards behind me, past the trailer, is the lake. The bodies in the water. I hear a door open at the facility, and I know I'll see a couple of men jogging out of the fog soon. After taking a step toward the path that leads to the building, I hesitate, 
I recognize the bodies in the water. I turn around and move to the corner of the trailer. Although I can't see the water, the bodies, I know it's there. I move past the trailer, not running, but also not at a leisurely pace. I make it 30 yards before a security guard appears in the fog ahead of me, walking toward me with his rifle in the patrol carry position. Think you better turn around there, Gamble, he says. I recognize his voice, the bodies. It's Tovar. He's a big man with a trim black beard. I turn at the sound of running footsteps to see two guards whose names I don't know slowing down as they approach. They both have rifles, and like Tovar, they're not pointing them at me. I look around as if waking from a dream. Let's go back, one of the guards says. He's slight and has a nervous air about him. The other one has hard eyes and wide, flaring nostrils. Yeah, I say, turning to go with them. I do not recognize the bodies in the water. Tovar and the two others repeat the nine words. I start back with the two guards, glancing over my shoulder to see Tovar fading back into the fog. As we're walking down the path, we pass Segura, who stares daggers at me as he passes. His shift isn't supposed to start for another three hours. He was probably sleeping, but they woke him up to replace me in the monitoring trailer. He's a good guy, really. Even his angry face reminds me of a little kid. Hard to take him seriously. Dr. Wooten, in his white lab coat, is waiting for me as we step into the warmth of the facility. Hey there, Gamble, he says in his smooth, Ivy League voice. How about we have a conversation? Probably a good idea, I tell him. I notice he has a file in his hand. My file, no doubt. The two guards escort us to an interview room. Just Wooten and I go inside. We sit in padded chairs at a metal table across from each other. Do you recognize the bodies in the water? Wooten asks, sharp gray eyes fixed on me. I shake my head. I do not recognize the bodies in the water, I say. Bodies in the water. He studies me for a moment before flipping open the file and turning his attention therein. There are no windows in the room. The walls are cinder blocks, painted with glossy off-white paint. There's a camera in one corner of the room, pointing down at me. We just did a CRV certification not even a month ago, didn't we? Wooten asks. Two weeks ago, I say. I passed the bodies with flying colors. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Wooten looks up at me. You passed the what with flying colors? I said I passed the test with flying colors, I tell him wondering why he's looking at me like I'm crazy. That's not what you just said. Did you notice that you said bodies instead of test? I narrow my eyes and shake my head. No, I didn't. I didn't say bodies. Bodies, bodies, bodies. Wooten looks at me, alarm on his face. His eyes are bloodshot and his skin is blue-green. His hands are swollen, the skin splitting here and there. He stands up. Just stay here for a moment, he says. I can smell his putrescent stench. He steps around the table, heading toward the door. I recognize the bodies in the water. I lunge from my seat and grab Wooten by the lapels of his lab coat, slamming him against the wall. His eyes are wide and fixed on me. I can see the lake in them and the bodies. You recognize the bodies in the water, I tell him. He shakes his head and shuts his eyes. Help, help me. I grab his throat and squeeze. Look at me. I say, 
Look at the bodies. He opens his eyes and looks at me. You recognize the bodies in the water. His body goes slack. I ease up on his throat. I recognize the bodies in the water, he says, nodding. Suddenly, the door slams open and the two guards rush in. One of them steps forward and shoves me away from Wooten. I look into his eyes. You recognize the bodies in the water, I tell him. I can see the bodies in his eyes, floating to the surface of the water. He nods. I recognize the bodies in the water. The other guard says, oh shit, and runs out of the room, yelling about a containment breach. Without having to be told, the guard in front of me unslings his rifle and hands it to me. We walk out into the hallway and head toward the exterior doors. As we step outside and enter the fog, an alarm blares from inside the building. We're about halfway to the trailer when I hear the doors open behind us. I turn around and fire from the hip, sending a barrage of bullets at our followers. They run back inside. As we approach, the trailer door flies open. I fire, punching three holes in Segura's chest. He crumples to the ground. Then I call for Cho to come out. After a moment, he does, with his hands up. The guard grabs Cho and pushes him around the trailer while Wooten drags Segura's body around toward the lake. Before I follow, I turn around and fire a few shots toward the facility. I can barely see fog-shrouded figures ducking behind the trees. We're about 30 yards from the lake when Tovar appears out of the fog again, much like he did earlier. Only this time, he's pointing his weapon at me. Stop moving, he says. We all stop. I say, you recognize, don't talk either, or I will shoot you, Tovar says. Put your gun down. I make no move to put the gun down. Back through the fog, I can see movement. From the lake, the water, bodies. Put the goddamn gun down, Gamble, Tovar shouts. I don't want to kill you, just put it down. The figures are moving closer. There are dozens of them. They're approaching the shore. As I kneel to put the gun down, one of the figures steps out of the water, making a sloshing sound. Tovar wheels around. He shouts and fires, hitting the nearest figure. I straighten and fire, striking Tovar in the low back. His legs give way and he falls to the ground. Wooten continues, dragging Segura's body. The guard moves, pushing a stunned Cho ahead of him. I resume my journey, reaching down and grabbing Tovar's gun, tossing it aside. He's still alive and he screams as I take hold of his left leg and drag him toward the water. Bodies, bodies. We pass the dozens of figures that are coming out of the lake. I look into their bloated faces. I recognize them all. Still more figures greet us at the lake's edge. Cho swings violently at the guard, trying to free himself. It's no use. One of the bodies, from the water, grabs him and pulls him into the lake. His screams are muffled as his head goes underwater. I watch the bubbles, the bodies, as they trail away and then stop. Another body, I recognize, steps up and takes a blubbering Tovar from me, dragging him under by his useless legs. Another does the same with Segura's corpse. Gunshots pop from back near the compound. All those bodies from the water are attacking. I step to the lake's edge and peer down at the wavy reflection there. Soon enough, I know the bodies from the water will return with more bodies. And they, in turn, will go out and find more. And on and on. I step into the lake. I recognize the bodies in the water. I recognize the bodies on the land. 
I recognize the bodies in the towns. I recognize the bodies on the roads. I recognize the bodies in the cities. I recognize the bodies in the water. Soon, you will too. SCP-2316 is the designation for an anomalous phenomenon existing within an undisclosed lake. The phenomenon manifests as a group of human corpses floating at the surface of the water. You do not recognize the bodies in the water. While SCP-2316 appears to be individual instances, it is theorized that it may instead be an entity composed of a collective consciousness. Individual instances of SCP-2316 do not act on their own, but do seem to be able to act collectively as a single unit. The individual instances are unrecognizable, and you do not recognize the bodies in the water. SCP-2316 hosts a powerful cognitohazardous effect, causing those who have viewed it to believe that the individual bodies are human beings they recognize, typically from their childhood. Affected individuals will be compelled to enter the lake and or try to get others to enter. For this reason, only Foundation personnel having a cognitive resistance value of no less than 14.5 are allowed to view the SCP or operate within visual proximity of the lake. Anyone who enters the lake only serves to reinforce and add to the strength of the cognito hazard, which could lead to an exponential increase in affected individuals, potentially causing an NK-class end-of-the-world scenario. You do not recognize the bodies in the water.